Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chriselle Counseling's Hope Through the Journey podcast. Life is challenging, and we're here to help by providing hope through your journey of life. We'll help you create the life balance you want and deserve. We're talking about all things mental health and a whole lot more. So thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Alfred Chriselle Jr., and I'm joined by my sister and fellow licensed professional counselor, Letty Chriselle. How you doing, Let? I'm pretty excited. Hey, let me tell you, good morning to everyone, and yeah, I'm super excited to get started. I have a lot of other feelings gurgling up inside me right now, too, but yes, excitement is definitely one of them. We want to help you create that balance in your life that will bring you that calm and peace we all deserve and need. Absolutely, love that. And, and yeah, so yeah, I'm super excited to get started. You know, you and I talked about what we wanted this podcast to be about, and we went back and forth to find out what is it that our audience wanted and needed to know with regard to mental health? And the fact is that there are a lot of people, you know, they hear about mental health or they hear the words mental health and they view it as something you just don't talk about. Whether it was our upbringing or whatever, there seems to be this stigma about mental health. And so we wanted to kind of just break through that and talk about everything and anything that will help people understand that mental health help understand mental health in a really simple way and to, and to learn really that it's okay to not be okay. You know, I love that statement. It's okay to not be okay. I think that that's the starting point there. We tend to spend so much time thinking, what's wrong with me or mm. why can't I get it together? But yeah. the short answer is we aren't going to have it together all the time. And that is okay. Yeah. We are going to go through things as part of life. Mm -hmm. So let's take it one step at a time and start with learning how to take care of ourselves because that is what's going to give us that balance to keep it going on a daily basis. That's right. It's what we call self-care. Yes. And yes, everywhere you look, it seems like self-care is the hot topic. Everybody's talking about it or mm -hmm. there are mm -hmm. articles about it. Honestly, when Al and I were brainstorming topics for the podcast, my first reaction to this was, everybody's doing it. It's so overdone. Right. Right. And I've heard from friends and clients, I don't have time for self-care. Mm. But as we begin talking about it, and as we were talking about it more and more, my wise brother said, and that is exactly why we need to continue the discussion. Right, so, right. Al, let's begin at the beginning. What is self-care? Hey, glad you asked, right? No, no, serious. I think you're, you're absolutely right, you know. And I think when you, when you talk about self-care, the first thing you have to do is define it, right? Um, I'm real big on definitions and, and making sure that everyone's on the same page with regard to, you know, what things mean. And so let's break that, that down a little bit and talk about what self-care is defined as and a bunch of definitions out there so i'm going to give you a couple here you know and, and I, I before this you know i, I looked at some of the definitions of self-care and, and the american psychological association right apa they define self-care as and i'm going I'm to read here their quote here what it is is they say self-care is quote providing adequate attention to one's own physical and psychological wellness all right, let's let that sink in a little bit. All right, so what's your reaction to that? <laughs> well, what pops out to me is providing adequate attention to one's own wellness. How many of us understand how important it is 
to take time to care for ourselves, not just for our physical well-being, yeah. but our emotional well-being as well. Yeah, and and the the, the really interesting part about uh, what APA says is that it even goes so far as to call self-care an ethical imperative for mental health professionals. That's right. You know, you and me, that, that's, that's, that's on us, right? So I think it's important to let everyone know what we do ourselves for self-care. And we'll get to that later on in the podcast. But let's take a look at another definition. Uh, this one from the National Institute of Health. They define self-care as, and again, I'm quoting here, a person's attempts to provide optimal health, prevent illness, detect symptoms at an early date, and manage chronic illness. All right. So if we kind of mesh those two definitions together, right, from NIH and, and APA, then self-care simply means being good to yourself and respecting your body to provide both physical and mental health balance. I like how simple that is. What do you think? What do you, what do you, would you agree with that, Let? I completely agree. And now by agreeing, that doesn't always mean that we do it. Right. Because right. I think about, you know, where you, you said you read in the definition about detecting symptoms at an early date. I mean, automatically I thought, how many times have I canceled or postponed doctor's appointments mm. because, oh, I've got to do this or I have this, uh, right. you know, that job to do or that deadline. We need to really take time, take that pause for ourselves right. and take care of ourselves. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. I totally agree. And and, and so once we define self-care, and I know that when I do this with, with you know, clients or individuals who I'm working with, once I, you know, say what it is, the first question that comes out is, okay, so why is it so important, right? So what do you tell them when they say, okay, so why should I do this? Why is it, why is it so important? What's the big deal with self-care? Yeah, I get that. I get that question all the time. And always what comes next is, I don't have time for self-care, like we right. said earlier. And I get it. We feel like we're already feeling overwhelmed with everything we're doing, with the schedules that we have. We can't yeah. even imagine adding one more thing to the schedule. Truth. But here's the thing that I share with clients. There is always going to be something we have to do or someone we need to take care of. And if we want to be any good for others, we need to realize that we have to prioritize our own self-care first. Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, engaging in a self-care routine has been clinically proven to reduce or eliminate anxiety, stress, frustration, resentment, and so many other things. Yeah, yeah. It can also improve our concentration and energy as well as increase happiness. And who doesn't want more happiness in their lives? Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> and from a physical perspective, self-care has been proven to reduce heart disease and stroke. We're talking about our quality of life here. Um, yeah. So no brainer here, right? Why is it important? Oh my gosh. And again, it goes to the, to the idea of not only is it does it benefit mental health, but it benefits your physical health as well. And I think People don't realize how they are intertwined that way. And so, yeah, another another kind of no-brainer reason why, why we should do this. One of the first things that I talk about with individuals when we talk about self-care is, you know, what does it look like, right? What do you do? How What is self-care? Like, how do you do it? And the first three things that I tell people, I call these the big three um, with regard to self-care, and is this. Nutrition. 
exercise and sleep. What do I mean by that? I mean, the body, our body really needs these three things in order to function properly. Yet so many people, so many of us take, you know, we take this thing, these things for granted and we don't see the impact that they have in their lives. So it, let's break it down a little bit more here. First, nutrition. And here I mean, what are you feeding yourself? You know, everybody's heard like, you are what you eat, right? <laughs> so, but are you eating healthy or are you not? And I get it. It's harder to eat healthy than it is to eat junk food. But your body takes the hit when you don't eat right. I mean, yeah, it's even more expensive to eat healthy. I mean, you go to the grocery store and you, you got to buy, you know, healthy food and you spend a lot more than if you just went to a Whataburger and got a seven ninety nine combo or something. I mean, I think it's higher than that. But anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we got to understand what we're eating because it impacts our self-care. And unhealthy eating impacts your emotional and physical state as well. So take a look yep. at what you're eating, right? All right, second exercise Ooh, oh yeah big I, know, one. I know everybody big just one. everybody just turned off the podcast right <laughs> no please don't please Including don't me oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> please don't no exercise this is important and, and i'm just i'm just talking about moving here i'm not talking about competing for mr <laughs> miss fitness or anything i mean i mean if you're doing that that's fine i'm not you know good for you good be, for you yeah but remember anything any too much of anything can be yeah, the expense of your physical mental bowels so really what we're talking about here is just getting back to just basic exercise right and there's so many things you can do for exercise take a walk around your neighborhood you know open the door and just walk around the neighborhood close your rings on your your iphone I know. <laughs> I mean, that's just been my goal something, right <laughs> It can be a workout. It can be uh, a jog down the at the local track or park or whatever. I mean, just really anything to get you moving. But you got to do it. You've got to do it. It is necessary. So just keep that in mind. All right. All right. Next. And oh, my goodness, this is so, so critical. I'm talking here about sleep. That's right. my favorite one no, right I mean, now. <laughs> yeah, sleep. Your body needs it. An adequate amount of sleep. An adequate amount of sleep, right? Not two hours, not three hours. As adults, we should be getting, you know, six, seven, you know, hours of sleep at least, right? And this is what the body needs in order to function. The research shows the benefits of quality sleep. And, and if you're sleep deprived, your body's going to let you know it. People think like, oh, I don't need sleep. I don't need sleep. But you do. And if you want to function properly, again, mentally, you've got to get your sleep. What are you thinking, Let? You know, I agree with everything that you're saying. And I'm sure our listeners are saying, you know what? It's true. Yeah. I, need, I need a better diet. I need, you know, the right yeah. kind of, of foods. I need to exercise. I need to get moving. And I need my sleep. But here's the yeah. thing. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. I think what jumps out at me in the big three right now is sleep yeah. or lack of. Mm -hmm. I go through periods of not getting enough sleep and my mind and body really do feel it. I mean, if you aren't well rested, it can interfere with daily life. It's difficult to focus, difficult to follow through. And then there's also a sluggishness in yeah. my day. I yeah. feel it. And if I'm yeah. sluggish... Then I have no energy to exercise mm -hmm. or do anything else for that matter. Exactly. And you're not good for anybody else, right? If, if you're lacking in any of these three areas, 
you can't help. I mean, it, it makes it really more difficult and really do a disservice to, to people because you can't help, especially in our in our situation, right? right. I mean, we right. really have to do this because we have to be able to, to serve and to, to help others. And if we're not ourselves mentally and physically sound, then it's going to impact the help that we give. And All right, so again, those three fundamental things when it comes to self-care are sleep, exercise, and nutrition. So even before you do anything else, check those three things in your life because I guarantee you, if you just change those things in a positive way, you're going to see the difference and your body's going to see the difference as well. Okay, so... Another thing you can do, and there's so many different areas of your life where you can, you know, just practice self-care. And one of the things I can think about is just socially. I'm talking about, you know, your social life and just talking to friends. You know, that's a good, that's a good activity. It's a good social uh, self-care activity or being part of a book club. You were part of a book club one time? Or I was. Or? I was. Several years ago, I was part of, of a book club and we would meet, you know, decide on a book and meet once a month and have that discussion. But I tell you, it's the, the interaction with people, you know, yeah. just, just being able to exchange ideas and spend some quality time with others. Right. I know a lot of people that are involved in book clubs and it's, again, it's that social thing. It's good for people. People like to read and they socialize and it's, it's a feel good. It's a feel good thing. Another thing that people do a lot of, or tend to, to do is they take up a hobby, a hobby. I really love this idea of hobbies because this is where you can really get creative doing what you like to do. I know for me, and you know this, um, I'm a singer. I've, I've been singing since I was a kid. And I mean, I still remember thinking about this, right? I still remember when I was growing up, when we were growing up, I remember sitting, uh, you know, in my room or in our room, because, you know, my brother and I shared a room, but, but it, it, I remember sitting in our room and I had this little red transistor radio and I, I remember it and I remember I would sit and listen to Casey Kasem's weekly top 40 and and sing along <laughs> with all the songs you know and but little did I realize then that I was practicing self-care back then and it, because it gave me that just feeling good that feel good feeling and, and I would finish and I would listen to music and I would just be ready you know I'd be ready to take on the world and I'd go out and you know do what I needed to do but I mentioned that because over the last couple of years, I started singing again and listening to music and reminding myself that that's what made me feel good. That's what gives me peace. You know, that's what uh, helps me. And so listening to those songs and especially those songs that you listen to that remind you of a good time in your life, you know, those ones that take you back. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I love that. I love this. I could be sitting in the car and just listen. A song pops in. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, that was I remember that song. Right. But. The point I'm trying to make here is that hobbies give you an opportunity to really explore and discover yourself and, and really learn what makes you feel good. And this is where it becomes a really personal thing. And it'll be different for everybody, right? I mean, Let, what do you, you know, Absolutely. what's yours? You know, Al, before I do continue, you may want to let the audience know who Casey Kasem Casey is. Kasem because Kasem. while I was right there on a Sunday afternoon as well in my own room with my sister, others may not have heard of him. Just saying. Yeah. So anyway, well, okay, just for those of you that don't know who Casey, Casey Kasem, and you can Google it, right? You can Google Casey Kasem, but sure. Casey Kasem was the host of the famous weekly top 40, and it, it just, you heard Casey every Sunday, you know, he'd listen to 12 o'clock, I think it would come out, or I don't even remember anymore, but I remember hitting and the voice, right? Casey yeah, Kasem, yes. the weekly top 40, you know, they're like, yeah, it's time. So anyway, that's who Casey Kasem is. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Yes. Um, I remember... Uh, every summer. Well, my first 
self-care activity was reading. I remember mm. every summer, dad would take all four of us to the library I to remember. check out books. You yes, remember that? Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember. looked forward to that every week. My okay. favorite, that's how I got introduced to Nancy Drew Mysteries. Those oh. were my favorite. The Hidden Staircase, The Clue in the Diary, which then <laughs> led me to writing in a diary. Oh, Yes. Nice. After reading that, I was like, well, I want go. a diary. That's so nice. I got my little notebook and started writing. And I still do that on and off to this day. But I call it a journal now because I'm an adult. Well, yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, so. kids, kids do journals. Yeah. I mean, right. kids do kids do diaries. <laughs> Grown-ups do adult journals. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember as you were talking about it right now. So, That's right. I remember. And you said Nancy Drew. I remember the Hardy Boys. Yes. Yes. Those are the big two. Hardy the, Boys and Nancy, Nancy Drew. Drew right? Yes. And the Hardy yes. Boys. I remember, uh-huh. Who had the collection? I remember the collection. Did Dad have the collection of Hardy Boys books? I... Don't remember. I remember well, it had to collect- be you guys. I, I, maybe we well, had it at our house. didn't have to be, but. <laughs> because we had a li- it, because there was a library at our house, I think. Or yes, was, yes. Was just a, there was just he books. had, in his office, he had an office and there was a, a bookshelf. And we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to refer to. We'll, we'll have to ask our, <laughs> we'll have to ask one of our other siblings yeah. who has the best memory yes. ever. Yes, yes, you know who you are. Uh, anyway, yeah, you, absolutely. You know, I was thinking as you were talking about that too. I remember that. I remember that. And it was so, it was such a cool time. It was fun. As a matter of fact, I have a six-year-old boy and I'm getting him, you know, we go to the library and I go with him. I say, hey, well, let's go to the library and go look at the books and let's check out some books. And, and we do that. And I think, I, I think I remember that time when dad would take us yeah. and I, I, yeah. I do that now for my little boy. And as a matter of fact, we have a couple of books we got to take back because they're overdue. But anyway, um, <laughs> but no, we, we, Again, self-care activity, right? Self-care activity. And it doesn't stop there, right? There are tons more other self-care activities you can do. One of the things that, I, that it helps a lot of people when it comes to self-care is our, our mindfulness activities, like purposeful breathing and meditation. And I love these, right? I, I try to do these as much as I can. A breathing meditation, right? Just a simple breathing meditation. It can be a couple of minutes long. is a great way to, to practice that mindfulness. If you want to get more involved, you can do like guided meditations and, and visual imagery, guided imagery, you know, and all kinds of other stuff. And, and you can find them on YouTube and apps on your cell phone. Two of the ones that, I've, that I'm familiar with are Calm and Insight Timer. And I know we've talked about that. And we've, we've actually recommended and suggested to, to our clients to, to kind of look at that. So some of the things I can think of, there's, you can look for more. But yeah, mindfulness and that, I think that's another topic for another podcast because that's a whole big topic in in and of itself. So, yeah, it is. And I was just gonna I was just gonna mention that when we you know with mindfulness, it can seem awkward when you first do it, mm, um, yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. But then be aware that it's uncomfortable, maybe because we're not used to it. We're not used to shutting down for a little bit. Right. Yeah. And we, we, we just, you know, to focus on just nothing yeah. and just trying to find that calm. Yeah. And, and it is, it is uncomfortable when you first, if you're not used to it, if you're not used to it. So, but I will say like on these apps, they have different, you know, they've got one minute meditations, mm-hmm. two minute, med- mm-hmm. it builds yeah. up. So yeah. you don't have to, you know, sit yeah. for 30 minutes right. and you know, it, it, you can build up. 
just try it. Yeah. And the other thing about uh, meditation is that when people hear the word meditation, they think about, you know, sitting cross-legged on the floor, you right. know, doing ohms, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. We're not talking about that right now. Not right now, no. which there is that. And, yeah. you know, but again, to start with, start simple. It's baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. Moving to another form of self-care is going to church. Temple, the spirituality part of it, right? Synagogues or places, you know, that offer peace for many. That's a, a, an important part for a lot of people is that the spirituality. And it can be many things to many people. For example, in Alcoholics Anonymous and AA, they, they do the 12 Steps program there. You know, one of the things they talk about in the 12 Steps is they talk about uh, spirituality as a, as a higher power. Mm-hmm. So practicing sp- your, your spirituality can be helpful, right? Whatever that higher power is for you. Another thing that we don't talk about much when it comes to self-care, but it absolutely is an important part of self-care, is this concept of showing compassion towards others and expressing gratitude for what we have and what we receive. I think these are kind of like wild cards, right? You don't know. I don't think anybody, if if I asked you what self-care is, I don't think a lot of people would say compassion and and gratitude. And so I want to dive a little bit into this a little bit because first of all, they don't cost anything. But when we show someone compassion, when we show someone that we care about them, it not only helps the other person, but it also has this boomerang effect on us. In other words, we receive a similar amount of happiness and satisfaction from helping as the individual being helped. This is actually research-based too. This is something I'm not making up. This is true. Studies have shown that when you give you receive in the same in the same amount, right? I mean, you receive the same kind of feel good as the person you help. So really an amazing thing if you think about it. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's interesting because how you talk about that boomerang effect and because the thing is when you're showing someone compassion, I don't think you're thinking, oh, I'm going to do this because you're just you're just there for someone else in, in a moment. Yeah. And showing compassion isn't, a difficult thing to do. No. I mean, just no, offering no. to help someone, words of encouragement or support. It's acknowledging, you know, validating another person. It can make such a big impact on them. And like you were saying, on us too. Yeah. You know, I, I know that I, I shared with you that a couple of weeks ago, I was at the grocery store and I was trying to get a cart, you know, those infamous carts that are right at the front doors yes. that people, you know, yeah. everybody's waiting to get yeah, one. Yeah. Well, there was a, I, I noticed there was a, a man with his young son getting their cart first and they were having trouble. He was having trouble getting it. And so I was on the other side and I pulled the cart out and it came out fairly easily. And I, I just offered it to him because I thought, you know, he's been waiting there trying to get it. He has a kid. And so I gave it to him and, you know, he thanked me. And so I just went on my way getting another cart. In the mm. meantime, another man had come over and he was also trying to get a cart, but both of our carts were stuck. <laughs> Two different rows, but they were both stuck. And then I noticed as we were trying to pull them out, you know, we were joking and talking, but I turned and I noticed that the man, the father with his son, were still there with their cart mm. waiting. Hmm. And he was like waiting to offer it back to me. And then he came over and helped us. Um. So, you know, it just, it made me... Afterwards, I walked in and I was like, you know, I had this little interaction that wasn't planned. Right. It wasn't. But what felt good was that, you know, it's one of those uh, pay it forward kind of things. It just felt good that 
in that moment, we were all there kind of helping each other. Yeah. And, you know, once everyone got their cart, then we all went into the store. Right, and, right, yeah, right. it was one of those things. <laughs> and it's like I said, you know, you may never know the difference that you make, but but right. you do have an impact. Yeah. And, and think about the feel good that they got. You know, you got your feel good, but they got their feel good too because they were right. they they right. helped, and that's that's an amazing thing. It's it's so awesome. It, also, let's not forget the power of gratitude. You know, absolutely. This is another one that absolutely. really doesn't get talked about much when you talk about self care. But again, being thankful and gracious for what we have. I mean, so many people, you know, they're looking at their social media feeds and they're looking at what other people have and, and they want what other people have. And they're like, why can I have this? And I want that. And they have that. And I want it too. And the problem with that is that that game never ends. Um, that game of wanting, wanting more, wanting more, wanting more, it, it just never ends. You know, and, and when you have what you have, you're always going to want something more. And so you're chasing this, this the next best thing and, and you won't win. You, you don't win that game. As a matter of fact, you'll lose, you know, physically and emotionally. So the answer to that is to kind of dial that down a notch, right? I mean, be content and thankful and grateful for what we do have. Be at peace with your blessings and you'll find that you'll be at peace with yourself. Again, the cool thing about self-care is that you get to choose what works for you. And you get to discover yourself and discover what works for you. And But then, then, <laughs> the big thing here is you have to commit to do it, right? The commitment. Exactly. Look, there's always going to be something to do. The job, the groceries to buy, the kids to drive back and yeah. forth from whatever activities they're participating in, yeah. meals to plan and cook, and the list goes on and on and on. We have to make that conscious effort to take time to pause from our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yeah. And do something that is only for us. Mm -hmm. Because if you're anything like me, yes, I admit it. I always, it was the last thing added on my yeah. things to do today list. Yeah. Yeah. And the first thing to be removed because I didn't get to it. There right. wasn't enough time. Right. And I think there's some guilt that comes with thinking about self-care. Especially if you're someone who is used to... Uh, giving everybody else or everything else priority. Yeah. You know, the problem is we don't prioritize ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, let's think about that for a moment. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's just systemic, right? I mean, we don't think about, we never think about ourselves. But when do we learn that? Have you ever flown on an airplane? The attendants are doing the um, the uh, instructions, or, right. or you know, giving the, the what to do what if to do, yeah, what yeah. to do if if you know loss of cabin pressure or whatever. They will say the oxygen mask is going to fall down, and and they'll go. If you're sitting next to a child, they'll come to you and they'll say like, okay, so if it falls down, put the oxygen mask on yourself first, and then place it on your child. That's and I think that's so true. that. I mean, we need to hear that over and over and over again, because again, it goes to the whole idea of why we do self-care. We cannot help others if we don't help ourselves. We cannot be our best unless we help ourselves first. And that goes to, goes to what you're saying. We, we have just lived with helping others or everyone else needs my attention. Right. And, then, and then we wonder like, well, what about me? Right. right. And I hear a lot of people say that there's nothing left for me. Well, there's nothing left for you because you don't give yourself first because 
they think it's selfish. They think it's like, oh, that's 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 bad of me to want to do something for myself first. Correct. That's a, a shift that has to happen in the way we think. I and mean, we've got to start changing that to say like, wait a minute, I got to take care of me first. Then I can take care of, I can do a better job taking care of somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it goes back to giving yourself permission to pause. Right. It's not selfish to take time to take care of yourself and make your well-being a priority. Mm -hmm. You owe it to yourself and to everyone else around you to allow yourself to relieve the pressures of everyday life by giving yourself the opportunity to reset or recharge. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's baby steps. I tell my clients, okay, you don't have to do 10 things. You don't have to do five things. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to sit in whatever the self-care is for long periods of time, yeah. you know, yeah. especially if you're new to the idea of self-care. Yeah. Even if it's only five-minute increments throughout the day, like deep breathing, body stretches, start somewhere, right. you know. In, in the mornings, honestly, getting back to, you said, mentioned earlier about gratitude. In the mornings... Yeah. I make it a point, you know, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I I try to do is think of three, at least three, if not more things that I'm grateful for. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it just, it does. It changes the mood. It's easier to get out of bed, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, Mm -hmm. so for maximum impact, self-care must be done intentionally and consistently. 100% agree. Even if it's just five minute increments. 100%. Consistency is the name of the game with self-care or with anything really. Speaking of consistency, and it's interesting, I saw uh, a recent study, it was Forbes magazine. Um, they did a study on New Year's resolutions. You know those New Year's resolutions, oh, right? Oh, sure love those. I don't make few. them anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And there's a reason, right? I mean, but it's a thing, right? It's a thing like New Year's resolutions. Okay, so this year I'm going to be the new me and I'm going to and all these goals come out, right? Whether it's weight goals or exactly, I don't know, podcast goals. I don't know. I'm more about vision boards these days, (laughs) but yeah, that works too. Yeah, that works too. But anyway, the study that they did found that 80%, almost 80% of people admitted to abandoning their New Year's resolution by February of the following year. That's like two months after you've made the thing and you're done. Yeah. Almost 80%. So New Year's resolutions, not very successful. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's no consistency, right? There's no purpose. You know, you start out strong and then it goes away. And so if you're going to practice self-care and make it a priority, it's got to be purposeful and, and the thing is, the motivation that you should have for self-care is all the benefits that you get from it, you know, like we talked about earlier. The other thing we want to do here is leave you with some helpful tips to, to help you stay on track because consistency, we talked right. about consistency. Okay, so how do you stay consistent? The first thing you, you want to do to kind of motivate yourself or to stay consistent is to think about your why. And I, I got that from uh, author and inspirational speaker Simon Sinek. Um, he talks about this in his best-selling book, Start With Why. And if you're looking for a good read, you know, check that one out. But if you can understand your why, if you can understand why you do something, it will motivate you to do it and, and to continue to do it well, right? Why do we do Why do I want to do this? What is my motivation to do this? Why? What is my why? And so your answer to this question will play a big part in whether you follow through or not. 
Another tip is what I call the trio. You say it loud, say it out loud, write it down, and schedule it. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit earlier, but once you put it out there, right, you put it out there, you're more inclined to follow through. You've said it out loud to friends, family, you know, and, and now you're, you're basically like, okay, I said it, so I got to do it, right? Because they're going to ask you about it, right? So how's that coming along, you know? So you, <laughs> you want to be able to follow through. And so I'm serious here. Yeah, you got to place whatever self-care activity you've chosen, put it on your calendar and do it. You know, whether that's exercising and whether that's walking, whether that's gardening, whether that's playing golf. Yeah, that's me. Anyway, <laughs> I want to get that going, right? I want to add that to my to my self-care. But whatever that activity, that self-care activity is for you, and we talked about them at the very beginning of this podcast, but put it on your calendar and do it. Most definitely. Let me tell you, when you 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 had me at say it out loud, write it down and schedule it. <laughs> Much go. like this podcast that we're doing today, yeah. you know, Absolutely. I we started talking about it and I was like, okay, let's do it. But it wasn't until I just decided, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do the research. I told a couple of friends, I'm getting ready to do a podcast. I'm getting ready to do a podcast. And it wasn't, it was just because I told myself, <laughs> if I say it out loud, I have to do there it. There you go. And sure enough, we are here right now. Yes, we are. Uh, putting this together. <laughs> you know, other, other ways that I, you know... I set reminders for myself. Alexa and I, we, I hope I didn't get her started right now, but constantly I'll put reminders, remind me to do this, remind me to do that. My watch is a constant reminder because my watch keeps me accountable. Time to stand up. When was the last time you stood up? You know, all those kind of things. So I, again, it's about closing those rings on my watch for me. You know, yeah, I, I, I just have... Just certain ways, just certain things. And again, putting it on the calendar, making sure it gets done. You said a word that is, is another tip. You said accountability, right? You said it keeps you accountable. Right. You said that your watch keeps you accountable. Right. So here's another tip. Find an accountability partner. Find someone that will motivate you and help you along the way. Maybe they even join in with you. Maybe they're they're going to the gym with you or going to or doing the workout or walking around the, you know, having that Wednesday morning or whatever, Tuesday afternoon walk or jog or whatever it is. Accountability partners are so helpful. So, so helpful. Um, last tip I think we want to leave with you today is building a habit. Build the habit of whatever the self-care activity you've chosen is. Make it a habit. A lot of us set goals. We talked about the New Year's resolutions, right? We set right. goals. And we want to make sure we set attainable goals, first of all, because if we set the goal too high, the bar too high, then we'll never get there. So we want to uh, set attainable goals and attainable goals are good. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're fine and they can be very satisfying. But if we want to continue to have that lifestyle, then we really need to, to look at habit building. James Clear, um, I read a book, Atomic Habits, James Clear, uh, author James Clear, great book. Another, you know, another plug for another book here. If you, have, if you haven't read it, it is a great read. In it, he talks about, or he states that it's, it's better to create an idea or habit of being a person who X, Y, Z. So if I'm trying to lose 20 pounds, I can say not my goal. I'm, my goal is to lose 20 pounds because what happens if I get to 20 pounds and then... And then what? What do I do then? What's so, next? So yeah, what's next? But And so then we get stuck. We get stuck in that. What James Clear is talking about in his book, he says, build a habit of being the person who is fit or 
B, I want to be the person who eats. I'm a person who eats healthy. I'm a person who is fit. And if we, if we go along life with that in our mind, saying that, then we go to that restaurant, then we're thinking, I'm a person who eats healthy, and I'm looking at the healthy options on that menu, right? Or if I'm a person who's fit, then I'm going to do something every day that's going to continue on with, with me being that fit person. Again, the reason that we, that we want to do this is because goals are good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Meeting goals are great. However, what tends to happen when a goal is met like I said earlier, is the question then becomes, well, well, now what? What happens then is most people basically tend to go back to their old ways or their old habits, and those are usually not very good. So, to, again, to combat that, I, I just simply remind myself that I'm a person that eats healthy, or I'm a person that's that's fit. So even on those days when I get, can't get a workout in or I can't get my exercise in, I still might do like three push-ups or three jumping jacks or anything to continue to keep moving forward, you know, in that area. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense, you know, and with all those little tips and strategies. And I will say that there are going to be setbacks. Again, saying it to yourself, I will, you know, I am going to eat healthy. I am, okay, today I'm going to eat healthy Except I'm going to go ahead and get those Lay's Limon chips because I feel like it and I will not be <laughs> yeah, shamed for yeah. eating the Lay's Limon no, chips, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, agreed. I mean, there's there's going to be those times and agreed. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you don't, that's, the good thing is you can start again. You yeah. know, you're going to have times that are slip ups. Yeah. Uh, because again, life happens. Yeah. But then you just, you just remind yourself, I'm going to eat healthy at dinner. I'm going to have a healthy lunch. Again, baby steps. And be kind to yourself in developing these self-care routines. You need to remember to be kind to yourself. Mm. Yeah, be gracious. Yes. Give yourself yes. some grace. That's right. Give yourself some That's grace right. in the process. That's right. Don't, don't be harsh on yourself. Oh. You're doing the best that you can. Yeah, agreed. Well, that we covered a bunch over the course of our time here. And the bottom line is this. Self-care is a necessary part of life. And so you now have the information and tools you need to start today, right? When's the best time to start? Today. So practice. Start to be creative. Discover yourself and start practicing self-care. Start small. Start to start small. You know, take one activity and, and just see how it goes. And then if that one doesn't work, try something else. And if that one doesn't work, try That's something right. else. Just keep on. Because it's too important. It's too important not to. Do the research. <laughs> Do the research. Do the research. So love yourself. And doing that is going to help your mental health tremendously, right? Exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you heard and want to share it with your friends, please, please, please do so. The Hope Through the Journey podcast will be up on our website at chriselcounseling.com. Don't forget, if you'd like to subscribe to our newsletter and other extras, you can subscribe on our website as well. Again, that's chriselcounseling.com. And we want to hear what you want to learn more about. So if you have any suggestions for upcoming uh, podcasts, please let us know. You can check out our Instagram also at uh, mine is chriselljr.alfred. Where where can people find you on IG? And mine is Anna Chriselle. That's one N. Anna Chriselle, simple and to the point. Go follow us right now. We are a work in progress. (laughs) There we go. All right. It's been a lot of fun doing this. Thank you for your insight as always. And looking forward to our next one. Right back at you, Al. (laughs) Already brainstorming ideas. (laughs) All right, good people. Life is a journey. Thank you again for allowing us to share a little piece of our life with you. Remember, you are not alone. We are in this together. We got this. Talk soon, everybody.